Welcome to the Do Business Better podcast, the place for ideas you can implement to achieve prosperity. You'll get insights from successful business people on how they do business better. You'll glean tactics on creating a life and business by choice because we interview real business people who've done just that. Now here's your host, Damian Mason. Hello and welcome to the Do Business Better podcast. It's me, Damian Mason. Got a great show for you today. Howard Berg is my guest. Howard is the world's fastest reader. And you're saying, wait a minute, Damian, this is like a, a place we get together here for ideas and inspiration and insights on how to run my business. And you've got this guy who's the world's fastest reader. What's that going to do for me? It's going to do a lot for you because I believe that reading makes one uh, better. It makes one sharper, one smarter. I read every day that I travel. I read the Wall Street Journal. I read trade publications. I read business books. And as you well know, dear listeners, I wrote a business book that just came out in April called Do Business Better. And I would love you to pick up a copy if you have not. What Howard is going to share with us today is how to not only read faster, but also how to comprehend better. Because, you know, I am one of these guys that I usually remember what I read and I share it with people. But some folks say, oh, I guess I read that once, but I remember what it was. And then he's going to give you five things you need to learn. He's going to help you with your memory retention. He's going to work with us a little bit on emotional intelligence. So Howard Berg, welcome to the Do Business Better podcast. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to our interview. So Mr. Berg, and for you that are not familiar, dear listeners, is he's a 70-year-old man. He's sitting in his office right now in Texas while we're recording this. And I said, you're a pretty fit guy. And he says, I stay fit. I stay active. I go to the gym six days a week and I keep reading and learning. Let's talk about that. How does one become the world's fastest reader? As, as declared by the Guinness Book of World Records, 1990. The short answer is you read faster than everyone else. But you probably like a Yeah. What Guinness does is you have to submit your proof. And most of the people submit one show, like a TV tape or a newspaper. I gave them five different news shows on TV in five different cities where I read 80 pages a minute. And then five different newspapers in five additional cities. So I had 10 different people, reporters from 10 different cities all saying the same thing. They said, it's inconceivable that all of them were trying to help you. Yes. There were 10 different cities. He said, right. And that's not what reporters do. They usually try to make you look bad. They don't try to make you look good. Right. Okay, so you've got the Guinness Book of World Records record from 1990, still current today, that you're the world's fastest reader. You decided to make this something you did, what, when you were 30 or 40 years old? You just said, I'm going to be a really, really efficient reader. Is that what I'm hearing? It's a little more, I could tell you the story if, you, if you'd like. There's a little more to it. Let's get it. I, I grew up in the projects in East New York, Brooklyn, very dangerous place, lots of gangs. And I found the library was the safest place. The gang kids would never go in the library. Right. And so I had good reading skills. I went to college at 17, majored in biology. And in my junior year, this is when it started, I got interested in the brain. And I was a junior. And I said to the dean, I want to do two majors, bio and psych. He said, you're a junior. You haven't had any courses in psych. You'll have to do the whole four-year program in one year by taking six science courses at the same time two four-hour labs, and I had 18 hours a week part-time work. He said, frankly, you're not smart enough. And that's when I realized they don't teach you how to learn at work or school. And I realized that 
we hear songs once, we remember them a whole life. It's just, why can't we do that with things we learn? I mean, you read the seven habits of highly effective people, the next day you don't know any habits. So I learned how the brain works, got up to 80 pages a minute, finished the program in one year, and I did the GRE in biology. I got an 800 by memorizing 48 bio books in three nights, like biochemistry and cell physiology. So people say, you remember anything? I, I was in the 99th percentile. That's fantastic. So here's the thing. It's not just reading fast because there's people, my wife and I have this little disagreement. I write a sample, I have her sample something like a, a chapter for a book. And then she's got this idea that she has to go through it like in one minute. I said, did you even comprehend what you just read? So the trick isn't getting faster at what you read. It's being proficient and actually absorbing what you read. Far more important. I'd rather see someone go 100% faster and actually know what they learned and be able to use it than go 10 times faster and know the name of the book the next day. And too many programs in the past emphasize speed. I, no one wants to read faster in business. They want to learn faster, understand better, and be able to use it when they need it. And that's what I've created, a, a learning solution, a knowledge management solution. All right, so let's start at the beginning. How, how can the person that's listening right now, they say, oh, you know what, I, I need to read more. Now, that's one thing I tell folks all the time, uh, you need to read. If you're in business, if you run your own business, if you work for business, you, it, you'd be amazed at how many people do not read. I had a, a few of my friends that bought my book and said it's the first book they've opened since high school. And then they're not dumb people. They just don't read. And I said, you should read more. Uh, so we should start by reading, just period. We should read. Read the business stuff, trade publications. And I say this all the time. Always, you should stay up with what your industry is. So there's that. Now what? Well, you know, the big CEOs in the Fortune 500 companies, they read at least one or two, three books a week. Some of them read even more. It's, it's how you learn the knowledge. You need to connect dots to solve problems. And so how are you going to do that with our information? If you'd like, I could show our audience how to start reading faster, 20, 40% faster in the next three minutes. Okay, let's do it. After this is over, pick a book you've read, preferably nonfiction. We want to make sure the only thing confusing you is how fast you're going, not what you're reading. And read for one minute in the first chapter at your normal speed, whatever that is. And when the clock goes off, make a pencil mark where you finish. So now you know that's how far you go in a minute. Now here's the secret. Go to the second chapter, take your hand, and move it across one line at a time, eyes following your hand as fast as you could comprehend. So as long as you know what you're reading, go quicker until you find where it's too fast. Then slow down just enough so your comprehension comes back. And for five minutes, go at your peak speed with your hand, keeping your eyes moving. Then go back to the first chapter where you tested yourself and do it a second time with your hand. And you'll go about 20 to 40% further just doing that one change, which is going to be a big impact in your lives. And if you have young people in your lives, tell them they need it too. This is great for kids in school, for getting higher grades. It's great in business for making more money. Well, Howard, what I'm wondering is, why is it moving your hand? Is that what the issue is? You want to keep the eye engaged. A lot of people, they see something interesting, so they keep reading it. It didn't change. You're wasting time. One of the things we don't have a lot of in business is time. If you're going to spend all your time relearning what you know, 
looking at what you found interesting that you already know, you're not going to find enough time to learn the new thing that you needed to know and never got to. So we want to be more efficient with our use of time. The hand doesn't have emotion. The eye is hardwired in the brain. It does. The hand just keeps going. And because it keeps going, it forces your eye to continue and not dwaddle over something that will waste valuable time. So it's a very, very efficient way of speeding a normal person about 20 to 40% right away. Okay. Then we want to move from that to comprehension because yes. I'm a little, I'm ADHD. Uh, I've, I'm a kind of a hyperactive guy or always used to be. I'm, I'm not as much now that I'm 50. Uh, but sometimes I remember and retain what I read, but I do not read quickly. So that's the good thing is that I'm a real good comprehender of what I read, but I, and I can usually even remember because I get on stage and I reference stats and whatnot, but I don't read quickly. So, <clears throat> so I'm going to try your trick. Is there another trick before we go on to comprehension? Yes. Um, well, I was going to say a lot of the people I know at ADHD are some of the most successful people in business. They're very good at multitasking. They, their brains get bored extremely quickly. And so they need stimulation. And by learning at a higher rate and using your hand and some of the other things I teach, you're more involved with the learning process. So it gives you that stimulation you need to stay engaged. And that's very important. I think most people find reading boring because it's so slow and we're so used to seeing things now on TV and in movies that reading by comparison is like listening to a record at slow speed or, or there are no more records listening to an MP3 at slow speed. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> Howard, what are we going to do? By the way, you and I both understand records, but yeah, some of our younger listeners are probably not. Comprehension. What are we doing to comprehend better? There's a secret to comprehension, far more important than speed. I'm, it's called schema. And rather than tell you what it is, I'll show you how it works. Schema is what your brain is using to make sense out of what you read, even technical text. I'm going to give you a passage with no schema and watch how vague it seems. Then I'll repeat it with a title, one word that has schema, and instantly the same text will be effortlessly comprehended. Are you ready? Okay. This is an easy thing to do. If possible, you could do it at home, but you could always go someplace else if it's necessary. Beware of overdoing it. This is a major mistake. It may cost you quite a bit of money. It's kind of vague now. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> okay. Am I supposed to remember what you just said? No, it's like if I asked you what was this about, you would like, I'm not really sure. Yeah, it could be I mean, a lot of things. No, because you didn't really say anything. That schema. Now I'm going to do it again with a title. And watch out instantly. The one word turns everything into meaning. Laundry. Laundry. This is an easy thing to do. If possible, you could do it at home. But you could always go someplace else if it's necessary. Beware of overdoing it. This is a major mistake. It may cost you quite a bit of money. By teaching people how to find these clues at high speed, they're not only reading faster, they're actually learning better. It's like the secret decoder ring. It's what makes the meaning on the page pop. And by showing them where to find these clues, these psychological clues the writer is using, and they're conscious of doing it, suddenly things that were completely confusing and made no sense start to make a lot of sense, just like the passage we just did. 
I understand. Okay. Easy. It is. So what am I doing then as a reader? I need to look for my word laundry and that way everything makes sense. Is that what I'm doing? It's basically people, places, things in their actions, verbs and nouns are very important in this. But one of the things people often say to me is I have so much to learn and I don't know what I'm looking for. So they don't know what to learn. So I'm going to tell you there's only five things you need to learn. And if you learn just these five things in every business book or any book or any text, you'll master the subject. Would you like to know what they are? I do indeed. Give me the five things. First thing is vocabulary. 80, 85% of a new subject is the words, the verbiage. What words do you look for? If they look different because they're bolded, italic, underlined in color, in a glossary, often the writer in a nonfiction book will make those special words look special. It tells you this is special. So vocabulary, what's the word and what does it mean? Okay. Two, names. Who's in the book? Why are they there? What did they do? Three, any number, any date, any statistic, or a formula. How do you use it? Why is it significant? This is very important in business. Numbers are a big part of any successful business. Four, in a nonfiction book, there's usually sections, headings, and subsections. What are the five main ideas in each section and subsection of the book? And lastly, what questions do they ask and what are the answers? Now, in many textbooks, the questions are at the end. In many books, people will ask questions as they're writing and answer them. So if you know every word and what it means, every person and what they did, every number, date, statistic, and formula, if you know the five main takeaways in every section and the answers to every question, I'll tell you how well that works. We did this with children, 11 to 15. He gave them a 30-chapter book in Lifelong Developmental Psych. That's a sophomore course. Mm -hmm. They were 11 years old, and they, they took the CLEP. They learned the book in one week. They took the CLEP, which is the AP test, and 15 out of 18 youngsters passed a sophomore college psych course in one week using what I just showed you. By focusing on those five key points, and using what we teach in the whole program, they were able to do college work in one week. I know you're going to make this available uh, to the listeners here a little while later on. You're going to tell them how they could buy your program to become better readers. But learn these five things, Howard. Uh, you know, you said, when, when I'm reading, what, I'm say what you're saying is pay attention to the vocabulary, meaning the way the writer talks. Is that what I'm doing? What words look different? Why did, why did he make that word italic? Why is that bolded? I see. And you'll find often the writers will do something to words that are special vocabulary, like an SEO. You know what it is. I know what it is. I'm sure most of the listeners do. But you also know the majority of Americans don't know what SEO is. And so if you're writing a book on SEO, you're going to have to explain it. And you're probably going to bold or italicize that word in your book to draw people's attention. That's a good example or if I'm writing a psychology book on reading, I'm going to write the word schema and I'm going to bold it or I'm going to italicize it because it's a very important term that's not commonly known. And so writers will typically make words that have significance look different because that, what's, that makes them significant in the mind and eye of the learner. So they're leaving a bread trail 
for us to learn, but we're not following it. And if we only use what they gave us, we would get a lot more done in a lot less time. And that's ultimately what, right, what business is about, time and how you use it. Uh, numbers, that's one that I do latch on to. You said that's the number three thing is the numbers uh, because a lot yeah. of stuff that I'm reading is about business or like I do a lot of agriculture also. It's like, okay, what's the, what's the yield? What's the, what's the percentage? What's the return? What's the money? So that's important as well. You talk about sections is basically what you're doing is you're saying, where's a bold, like in my book, I made subheadings because I want everybody to know on this four paragraphs right here, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, self-employment, or we're going to talk about this or whatever. Yeah. And you have in that section, three or four or five main ideas about that topic. And that's the reader's job is to, to abstract it. You know, you don't memorize books. You remember data, you remember facts. And so what we're doing is we're looking for the facts. We're not looking for every adverb and adjective. We're looking for what do I actually need to know? And then of course, the next thing that we'll talk about is how do I remember it? Okay, let's go to memory. How do I get better at remembering? Now I do a pretty good job of this, but again, I know a lot of people don't, they don't remember what they read. So they're doing the work of, of reading, but then they don't retain it. There are many tools. I'm going to show one that's very quick and easy to learn. And it's actually a tool you'll be using for the rest of your life. And our audience will use it because it's powerful for business. It won't seem like that when you're learning it, but when I'm done, I'll twist it and you'll see how it works. All right. Let's do it. Not just an exercise. It's a tool. I'm going to give you 10 things and I want our audience and you to do this with me. This is important. You only remember 10% of what you read, but 90% of what you say and do. So please say and do this when I tell you so it'll lock in. Here are the 10 things I want you to remember. Pole, shoes, tricycle, car, glove, gun, dice, skate, cat, and bowling pins. Is it safe to say right now you don't know all 10 things? It's safe to say I do not know all 10 things. Perfect. I've got, I've got about six of them, I think. That's really good. Most people don't, but that's, that's exceptional right there. That means you're going to really be able to use this well. One of the secrets to memory, and there are many, is if you take a list you know and link it to the list you're learning, it takes less time. I'm going to bet everyone in business listening to us, as well as you, can count to 10. Is, is that a fairly safe presumption on my phone? Absolutely. Everyone is literate enough and well-educated enough that they can count to 10. So you're saying now what we do is we put the number next to, because we already know how to count to 10. Show you how, and it's, and it's going to be magical how quickly it works. A one looks like a pole, a big tall flagpole or a lamp pole, correct? Yep. So when I say one, you say pole one. Pole. Perfect. Two is shoes. How many shoes do you wear? A pair of shoes, two. What's two? Two shoes. What's one? Pole. Perfect. Three is a tricycle. How many wheels are on a tricycle? Three. Got it. What's three? Tricycle. Two. Shoes. One. Pole. Perfect. Four is a car. How many tires on a car? Got it. Four. What's four? Four is a car. Two. Shoes. One. Pole. Three. Tricycle. We're all over the map. It makes no difference because this is working by associating. Five is a glove. How many fingers are in a glove? Got it. Now I know. Five in a glove. Three. Tricycle. One. Pole. Getting smarter. Mm -hmm. Six gun. I live in Texas. They love guns. I'm not a gun person, but there are a lot of people that are here. Six gun. What's six? Six is a gun. Four. Four is a car. Two. Shoes. 
Perfect. Seven's lucky in dice, at least on the first throw. That's right. So we got Seven's seven dice. dice. Seven What's dice. seven? Seven dice. Perfect. Five. Five. That's the glove. Three. Tricycle. One. Pull. We're almost done. Rhymes work. Say eight skate. Eight skate. What's eight? Skate. What was six? What did they love in Texas? Guns. Four. Car. Two. Shoe. Nine. How many lives does the cat have? Nine lives. What's nine? Cat. What's seven lucky in? Dice. Five. Glove. Three. Tricycle. One. Pull. We're almost done. Ten. How many bowling pins are in a lane? Got it. There's ten. Let's do it together now. One. Pull. Two. Shoe. Three. Tricycle. Four. Car. Five. Glove. Six. Gun. Seven. Seven's a dice. Eight rhymes with? Eight is, uh, eight is eight. Nine. Cat. And ten was? Ten is going to be uh, bowling pins. Perfect. Now, here's how to use it. In business, one of the hardest things is numbers, due dates, percentages, product skew numbers. In school, science and math, lots of numbers, history dates. This is a speed way to learn numbers. Let's imagine you're in a room in a hotel and it's 314. And you don't remember your room. Here's how I remember room numbers. Three is a tricycle, one is a pole, four is a car. I make a movie. When I see the door, I go, a tricycle hits a pole on a car. I see that. A tricycle hits a pole on a car. I see it. Tricycle, what number? Three. Hits a pole. One. On a car. Four. Now you know how to remember. It's also the value of pi in math. That's a way to remember that. 3.14. I believe it's also the area code for St. Louis. Okay. You can use it for any number, date, statistic you need to learn now in business, and you just make a movie. Oh, the zero is the 10 bowling pins. So, Howard, here's the thing. Does the the brain, the person that's listening to this says, okay, I'm a business person. I want to retain more. I want to have better reading comprehension. If it's something that matters, when they say I got to convert that to memory, you say do it by t- making it a story. There are many ways. tie into human brains, right? That's one way. They're actually, I have to have a full memory program. Different people's brains are different. I don't believe there's a one size fits all. What I do is I give them a toolbox and I say, okay, well, which tools work better for you in which subjects? What you use to learn a language may not work in a math book. What you use in a math book may not work in a business book, but it'll work. Got so it. You need to take these tools and test them and see for our own brain, which works best for us. And this way we're, we're not doing what everyone else is doing, but we're doing what we need to do to learn. And we said we were going to help these people in 20 short minutes, learn how to read faster, comprehend five things they need to learn, vocabulary, names, numbers, sections, and questions and answers. And then memory, you just worked on that. How do these people get one of your programs? If they say, you know what, I do want to get it. I want to be a better reader. How do they do that, Howard? You go to Berg Learning, B-E-R-G, learning.com, and we have a special coupon, which is Mason 10, which will give them a 10% discount. There's some free lessons there, by the way. They can test drive some of the programs to see if they're a good fit. And if they need help, when they contact the support, if they can't help them, I will. I'm, I'm a Rotarian. I was the president of my Rotary Club. 
And if you know in Rotary, is it the truth? And I, I, I think that's a good way to run business. So I try to make sure that when people get something from me, they learn what they paid for or they get their money back because you shouldn't pay for something you didn't get. And I make sure they get it because I don't want to make a refund. I want one, I want them to learn it. And two, I don't want to make a refund. Everyone wins. And I think if you get paid for something you did, that's great. You shouldn't expect to get paid for something you didn't do. That's fantastic. I uh, am so glad you came on. I like some of your tricks. And also, I think you made some people uh, think a little bit more about their reading habits and their practices and how they can get a little faster. Last thought, anything before we go? In business today, everything's about decisions. Every decision you make is based on only one thing, what you know. By learning more, understanding better, learning to connect the dots, being able to recall it when you actually need it, not saying, I think I once learned this and I don't remember it anymore. Being in the right state of mind to use it so you don't get nervous when stress hits. Every business gets hit with stress almost every day. And the successful business people have learned how to manage their emotional states to succeed. And that's what I'm doing in my programs. I'm giving them a complete learning system. I've worked with Fortune 500 companies. I just trained the Green Berets and I trained the Royal Thai Army on how to be able to stay in the right state so they can use the data they were taught to stay alive. If you're getting shot at, you might not remember something you were taught. <laughs> it can mean your life. For us, we have a bad day. They get killed. And so this is what I do. And I want people to know that I will help them be able to make more money, be more productive, and get your kids through school with good skills so they don't live with you till they're 40. That's, so, that's the big one right there. It's, oh, it's happening. Did you know more children live with their parents between 25 and 40 that are married? Because they got $200,000 in college loan debt, and they can't make more than $10 an hour with the skills they learn, which is sinful. So I'm telling them, no, you don't work more hours. You don't work more jobs. You learn something that pays better. You go into business and you make something that people will pay you for. And then you'll get rid of those loans and be able to move out and get married. <laughs> Howard Berg's been my guest. Our, our mission today, while it's a little different than the usual podcast, was to help you do business better. You can do that through learning. You can look up him at berglearning.com. Until next time, thank you, by the way, for being on here, Howard Berg world's fastest reader teaching you how to read and comprehend better till next time it's the do business better podcast